Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Balance Bond podcast, Soul on Fire. If you're new to Soul on Fire, this is a podcast hosted by myself, Jordan Younger of The Balanced Blonde. And every week I have someone inspiring on who talks about basically what has set their soul on fire. It could be anything from wellness to the entrepreneurial life, to spirituality, to intention setting and hormones. Basically people who are experts in their field and doing something amazing that I know that you guys will love to hear about. So thank you for being here. If you're not new to the podcast, welcome back. I love to have you here. And many of you have joined our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook. It's a really amazing conscious group of people who share so openly and so much. I've checked back in lately because I kind of took a Facebook hiatus and was scrolling through the other day and just finding it so amazing how people were answering each other's questions and giving advice to personal problems that people are having and connecting in different cities and hanging out. And all of it just makes me so happy. I love that all of us who are on this path and journey can connect with each other and become friends and create a community because that's really what it's all about. So if you're not part of the tribe yet, head on over to Facebook and type in Soul on Fire Podcast Tribe and I will accept you as soon as I see it and you'll be a part of the tribe. So when you're accepted, come in there and introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and a little bit about you and you'll connect with whoever it is that you're meant to meet in that group. It's really cool. It's also a good way for me to answer questions. Most of the time, it's easier for me to find them there than it is in my Instagram direct messages or my email. So Facebook tribe is where it's at. I also just wanted to take a second to say a couple things. One, I have shared some photos of my eczema on Instagram and I just wanted to thank so many of you for reaching out and giving me advice and telling me what worked for you and sharing books and resources and natural healing remedies and all sorts of things. So that's much appreciated. I, since I shared that photo of the eczema on my stomach, which if you haven't seen, you can look at the Balance Blonde on Instagram and check out a photo that I posted last week. It's pretty easy to find, huge rash on my stomach. Uh, Since I posted that photo, my rash has spread to my back, my shoulders, my arms, my legs, and my chest, um, among other places. 
It's really uncomfortable. Parts of it, I think, are hives. It seems like an allergic reaction. And I'm not saying this to get even more information from you guys, because honestly, everything that has been sent my way is so helpful and so amazing. And I'm going to work with what I've been sent. And I think more information at this point would just be overwhelming. So while I appreciate everything that everyone has said, more info about how to heal eczema, just hold off if possible, because if I get any more information right now, I think I will explode. I'm just going to explore a lot of amazing options like the medical mediums books. And I'm working with a dermatologist and Next Health here in Los Angeles and my acupuncturist. And I'm doing a Panchakarma next week, Ayurvedic healing treatment. So I'm kind of doing everything that I can possibly manage right now to to work with what's going on with my skin. But I just wanted to say that because of that, I've really had to cut my schedule way back and I've had to cancel tons and tons of things this week and in the coming weeks. And I was inspired to say something about this because I feel that in our Western community, there can be this stigma about someone who cancels at the last minute or has to reschedule at the last minute. And the stigma is, oh, that person's a flake or that person is not professional or they should have let me know way sooner etc, etc. And while that may be true in some circumstances, I think that putting our bodies first and taking care of ourselves from the inside out should always be our priority. And it's been really scary to be covered in a full body rash out of basically out of nowhere. And I've been exploring all sorts of possible options. Um, This has also been going on for a while and I've been dealing with other health issues like chronic fatigue and this fibroid that I have and there's potential link back to autoimmune. So I'm taking it very seriously at this point to start healing myself. And most people that I reached out to and said, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm going to have to reschedule this or push this around. They were so kind and so understanding. And it made me feel like the world is a smaller and supportive place. And I really, really love and appreciate that. And then there was just maybe one or two, one that sticks out, but probably a couple, um, where people didn't understand and were very irritated that I was switching up a plan at the last minute or switching up a meeting or an interview. And, you know, it was just really disheartening to me. And that's why I wanted to share it here is to say that you don't, we, we don't ever know what someone's going through on the other side of the screen or on the other side of their personhood, talking to them. And it's really tough to make that judgment call of whether or not, you know, someone has made you feel like they haven't made time for you. And I think it's just really important to remember that everyone is doing the best that they can. And if me sharing this story can help myself and anyone listening to be a little bit more understanding about what someone else is going through and not be so quick to judge them or leap down their throat or speak your mind or tell them, well, I'm really disappointed about this. You've completely inconvenienced me, blah, blah, blah. 
I just think the world would be a better place. And that's what we're here for. That's what this podcast is for. It's to raise our consciousness and heighten our vibes and connect us all as a community and friendship and people who are here for each other, who get each other on a soul level and can help each other grow and evolve. And I was just pretty disappointed by a couple different people's reactions to me feeling so sick and putting me in a position where I feel like they wanted me to feel really bad because I couldn't, I couldn't live up to the plans that I had originally made or the commitments I had originally made. Um, but I'm not feeling well and I'm doing my best to take care of my body. So I know that that's a little bit of a rant and a little bit of a different way to start the podcast because I don't usually talk about that kind of thing here in the intro of a podcast, but I felt like it was really important to share because I am on the flip side, so inspired by the people who have been so kind and understanding and gone out of their way to tell me, do your own thing until you feel better and we're here for you and you've got this and take care of yourself because that's what's important. So that's what I will be saying to others when others have to reschedule with me or cancel a plan with me. It's always something that I personally will understand because things come up and our health is of the utmost importance in every single way. So I'm excited about this episode. I had my dear friend, one of my best friends in the whole world, Rachel Mansfield, on the podcast to talk about our intentions for the year. She shares all 10 of her very inspiring intentions. We talk about hormones. We talk about things that are on the horizon for both of us and it was the perfect first interview of the new year for me to do because it was just so lax and low key. She's one of my closest friends. So we can always just talk and have a good time. You guys will love this episode with her. She's fabulous. She's Rachel Mansfield on Instagram and her blog. If you have not checked it out yet, definitely do. And before we dive into the episode with Rachel, I wanted to thank our sponsor for Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a brand that I legitimately use every single day. And actually with my rash and with this eczema and everything else going on, I'm taking a minuscule break from it just because I'm kind of taking a minuscule break from everything that's not the most simple foods in the world. But I can still attest to the fact that when I take Four Sigmatic, I feel amazing. And Jonathan is also a huge fan of Four Sigmatic. So while I am on my little mushroom hiatus, he will be using up all of the packets and all of the tin powders in my apartment. So it will not be going to waste. And let me just tell you a little bit about what Four Sigmatic is. If you have not tried it yet or if you haven't heard of it, you've probably heard of the mushroom trend right now. Their hashtag is on shrooms, which I love. And I actually just watched this amazing documentary that everybody should watch if you're interested in the magic of mushrooms and adaptogens. It's called, I believe it's called The Magic of Mushrooms and it's on Netflix. Jonathan and I watched it the other day and it made me so appreciative of Four Sigmatic and everything that they do. And the trend of medicinal mushrooms is basically into powder form, medicinal mushrooms that make you feel 
all sorts of things. Like they can make you feel alert. They can make you feel sleepy and drowsy. They can make you feel fired up. They can help your brain with radical alertness and meditation. In fact, it was said that Buddhist monks have been taking lion's mane for centuries to enhance their concentration and their focus while they are in their deepest meditations. So a few easy ways to incorporate medicinal mushrooms into your life in your everyday work life or whatever it may be that you're wanting to incorporate them into is I like to add their original mushroom coffee into eight ounces of hot water and add some stevia and a splash of coconut milk. And it has completely replaced coffee in my life. So I haven't had coffee in mm, maybe a month. I think it's probably been exactly a month. And crazy enough, I don't even miss it. I'm so enamored by the mushroom life. And the one that I'm going for a lot right now is their Chaga Mushroom Elixir Mix, also known as Force Field in a Cup, because it's caffeine-free and my body is responding really well to caffeine-free products lately and just existing the best off of caffeine, releasing from those jitters and feeling really natural and grounded. That's my work this year to stay grounded and do everything in my power to fuel myself with grounding foods and beverages. So if you want to get your hands on some chaga, some matcha, some cordyceps, anything that Four Sigmatic offers, you can use the code BLONDE at checkout. That's B-L-O-N-D-E to get 15% off of any order on Four Sigmatic. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com and use that code BLONDE for 15% off. So you guys will love them. Let's dive on into this episode with Rachel Mansfield. Rachel, hello. Hey, George. <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this. It's so fun to see your face and to catch up in a way that's also super productive because we can record the whole conversation. I know. I'm so excited. I wish we recorded our combo from like two weeks ago. We were on the phone for an hour and a half and there was so much good info in that call. I know. That's what gave me the idea because we were talking about so much stuff from everything that we've been dealing with to how we want to approach the new year. And I thought we have to put this in a podcast. A hundred percent. 2018 is the year of positivity and we said goodbye to everything negative, negative people, negative energy. Anything that wasn't serving us is so last year. Yes, it's so last year, not coming with us into this year. So why don't you tell everybody listening where you are right now, kind of paint the picture of what's going on uh, in your life. The most glamorous picture. So right now, I am currently sitting in a bathroom because on the floor with a nice beach towel as a cushion because my butt would hurt after like 10 minutes. Um, and I'm in Florida with my mom and dad and Jord and it's 30 degrees here right now, which is not really like the most Florida-ish weather, but we came down for New Year's and I'm here until um, mid-January and then my best friend's bachelorette party is in Miami. So instead of flying back and forth, I just kind of had an extended trip and I'm taking a couple weeks out of the kitchen and 
added my routine and not really like working out as much and just kind of blissing out and was hoping to get some sun, but you know, at least I'm missing the massive snowstorm in Manhattan, which is so nice right now. And my dad is currently on conference calls in the other room. Jordan's working in the other room because he got stuck here because of the snow. So that's oh, why yeah. I'm hiding oh, yeah. next to my shower. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. It's a blue marble and not really my style, but it's nice. <laughs> yes, it's not your usual white marble taken on a cloudy, rainy day in New York. But it's different. This is the year to embrace change. I think so much change is going to happen this year for us and for everybody listening. That's just the vibe I get every time I think of 2018 in a nutshell. And I don't know if you listened to my podcast last week, but have you heard of Saturn Returns before? I just read about it on your Instagram caption and I was going to text you and ask you what the heck that meant. And I'm like, you know what, maybe she'll bring it up on the podcast recording today. Yes. And of course I bring it up within like the first three and a half minutes <laughs> because I feel like you're you're definitely in your Saturn return. First of all, I think that we, I want to get like the information of what time of day you were born and like all that kind of stuff so I can look into your birth chart. Then oh my God, okay. find out if you are in fact going through your Saturn return. But um, basically, it's something that I talked about last week on the podcast. So people listening have heard of it if they've heard the Trevor Hall episode yet. And we discussed the fact that Saturn every 28 to 30 years, although sometimes it can happen a little bit sooner than that, when it comes back to its original place between all the other planets as it was when you were born. And because of that happening, it changes and shifts so many different things in your life. It can shake up anything from a health-related issue to maybe you're not very happy with your job or your relationship. Or for me, it's clearly a health issue with all this eczema that I'm having and the fibroid and all the other health problems that I've learned about in my 27th year around the sun. And Trevor specifically talked about how his Saturn is in the house of Sagittarius. So that's the house of health. He experienced a lot of health issues. I believe my Saturn probably is too. I have to look into it. But there's all sorts of crazy stuff that can happen. And it's super fascinating. I think both of us are in our Saturn return right now. That's wild. I'll send you the info. I was born June 2nd at 7.30 a.m around then. So early in the morning. Early in the morning. You're mm-hmm. such an early morning baby. I could totally see that. And I'm so, but I'm like a mid-morning person. Like to me, waking up at 7.30 is relatively early. I'm like 7.30, o'clock is my time, but I definitely like highest energy in the morning. I'm like most functioning until like 4 or 5 p.m. usually. Me too. Now I'm curious. Okay. Well, I know. We'll We'll have to look at your birth certificate and find out like the exact time because that would tell us what your rising sign and your moon sign both are. I'll ask my mom. She'll be like, why do you need to know that? I know. I asked my parents the same thing. I got a photo texted to me of my dad holding out my birth certificate, wearing his glasses, and he looks so cute. And I just look at it every time we need to be reminded how cute and sweet he is, even if we're butting heads. 
It's the cutest picture ever. And he's so proud to be holding it. Oh, he's the best siren. Oh my gosh. I I love him so much. So I really believe that 2018 is going to be a huge year for change for so many of us, for you and I, and for everyone listening. That's just what's happening in the ethers. So with it being one of the first couple weeks of the new year, I think everyone's looking for a way to stay on top of their health and fitness goals. And I know that you wrote your intentions down and I'm so excited to have you share them with everyone. I think it would be fun to go through them in a list. I would love that. Um, Well, first of all, this is my first journal of sorts ever. I'm showing you via Skype and it's like white. And I just realized, remember I told you my color of the year is white and my journal's and I didn't even realize until I just said that. Um, oh my God. That's a, it's going to show up in so many places. It has like gold rim on the um, on the actual like pages. It's really pretty. So my first intention, I have 10 and they're not overly long. So I don't want to like, like keep going on and on because I want people to just have the main main juice of the intentions. The first one is, um, so intention number one, don't rush to the next thing, live in the moment and stay present. Should I elaborate on them or just read them? Um, Yeah, we can elaborate on them and talk about them because I think that one's so important and something that is probably going to show up in so many different people's lives this year. Staying present is of the utmost importance. And I love that you made it number one because that's where it belongs. I think it's something that like a lot of people like not struggle with, but like don't aren't in the moment. They're always focusing on like what's going to happen next. You know, like you eat breakfast and you're already like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? Or you're sitting in a meeting and you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen the next meeting. And it's more like just, you know, being immersing myself in like how I feel in that moment instead of worrying how I'm going to feel in 20, 40, 60 minutes and just really enjoying it. And instead of like always looking forward to the next thing, just looking forward to what I'm currently doing. Number two, intention two, spend more time off of my phone, especially at night when you're with Jay. And then I have no phone after 9.30 p.m., which is like 6.30 p.m. your time. So I don't know how well it's going to actually like go because a lot of my friends are on the West Coast. Yeah, it's so true. I think for me, especially, it's not just like texting. It's more like Instagram. Like I don't want to be on Instagram after like 9.30 at night when Jordan gets home around 7. And I really like to put my phone away after that, which is hard a lot because during the day, I'm not on my phone that much. I'm either just like posting a story and then signing off and getting back to work or like I'm never just sitting there scrolling. So have to find, but I want to find a time to scroll and browse because that's the beauty of Instagram and that's something I need to remember. So really spending more time off my phone. And since I've been in Florida, I've been leaving my phone at the house and like going to dinner on New Year's Eve. I left my phone at the house and we went out for drinks. I just, I just didn't want to be on it. I wanted to just like not check things all the time and God forbid something happens. Like Jordan always has his phone. 
Yeah, exactly. That's such a good one. I'm trying to do the same thing of putting my phone away after about 9 p.m. and sometimes allowing myself to text someone back or respond to someone like my mom or you or someone that I'm really close to. But it's so different than staring at a screen and scrolling on Instagram, checking email. I think it's so important to just get our bodies back into that natural rhythm of doing calming things before we sleep and not trying to get to that very last email just because we think we're being so productive. Email, 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 email. I like, I don't think I put intention on email, but I guess I'm trying right now to like only check my email one time a day. And I saw that that was one of your intentions as well. It's not even something that I like, just like I've been trying to do that probably since like the fall, like, only going on in the afternoon. And yeah, sure you deal with this as well. Like a lot of brands give me a lot of like backlash for not responding within like 12 hours. And if I respond to an email at like 4 or 5 p.m. and then it's like the next morning at like 10, 11 a.m., they're following up. And I'm like, I know, isn't that nuts? Ready. I yeah. get that. Exp- I have that experience too. And I kind of put it to the test in Bali because I didn't really check my email at all. My computer crashed, which I think I told you while I was there. Um, No. No, so my computer crashed while I was there. So I spent a lot of time away from my phone and computer and it was really nice. And I decided to put it to the test with sending emails and speaking to brands. And I basically had no other choice because I wanted to bliss out and really enjoy my vacation. So I knew that with two weeks passing by, there would be a lot of opportunities that I missed and some people would be really upset. And it was a good thing for me to see which of the brands that I work with can support taking time off and respecting my personal life and understanding that, first of all, my computer was literally broken. So I didn't have much of a choice if I wanted to respond or not. But secondly, to just allow me to be and to walk away from technology for a little while and still completely respect my brand and my process. And it was really cool to see that a lot of people really supported it and said, good for you. We don't want to bother you. Do your thing. And we're very inspired by that. Well, also, we don't want to work with a brand that's not going to understand like your personal life and taking some time off. And also, it's you almost don't want to set the expectation that like you're quick to reply. And yeah, I mean, like I could sit on my email all day and I used to do that and reply within like five minutes. And then I was just a really cranky person all the time because I felt like I was only having conversations with people via like Gmail and it's a lot and email is a lot in and of itself. And some, and in my opinion, email stresses me out more than Instagram does a lot of the time when it comes to just like the amount of messages and email, like emails and things to respond to. And I think that it's important to remember that while we're, we both love what we do so much and we want to try and impact people in a positive way, we're not changing like the world in a sense where it's so big that things need to be responded to within 10 to 15 minutes. Like the likelihood of something being able to be responded to one, two days later is perfectly acceptable. And when you're on vacation, when we went in Jordan, I went to Mali in June, 10 days, I didn't check my email. It, I was the happiest person ever. Yeah. I felt like so immersed in conversations with people, like made human interaction even better. And then I also realized like I delete email from my phone. So it's never even on my phone. 
But when I first did that, I realized how many times I pressed the email button. And it's like, it's almost like this, like, what do you be waiting for that's on your email? Like, what are you missing in your life that you're expecting to come through via the little blue mailbox on your exactly. phone? Like, clearly something bigger going on if you're checking your email that much. I'm talking to myself. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And isn't it crazy to see how much more present you are when you're not checking your email? Because that's how I felt in Bali, like just not looking at a screen and coming back. I landed on like a Wednesday night and went straight to an event the next morning. It was like a, or I guess it was, it was like a lunch thing, but it was, felt like the morning to me because I slept until like 11. It was so confusing coming back. <laughs> um, but I showed up and people, like people who I see all the time, kind of like barely recognized me because I was so happy <laughs> and I was so light. And I'm, you know me, I'm always happy and like try to be in a good mood if I'm yeah. in public um, <laughs> around people. <laughs> but people were like, oh my God, like, I don't recognize you. Kelly Levesque did not recognize me. Someone who I see like oh. daily. Um, I ran into her in Whole Foods the morning that I got back and I was like, Kelly. And she like dropped her stuff and she was like, I didn't even know who you were because you look, you look like you lost 10 pounds. You look like the weight of the world has been taken off your shoulders. And like, I didn't lose a single pound. Like it was, it was totally just a shift in my, in just my mindset, which is so yeah. crazy. And it gives that like glow on your face where like, you just feel better. Um, you look better from the outside because you feel so much better internally when you're just disconnected from any type of like technology in that sense. Exactly. So finding that balance is important because everybody listening is probably like, okay, but what if you have to check email? What if you have to be on your phone and your computer? Then of course do that. That's, that's what we all have to do. We just have to find that perfect balance so that you're checking it during the workday and then you have your evenings to yourself. Well, then also when, and from a, and I just thought of when you were saying that, like, from a like a reader or consumer perspective, when they're following a lot of different like bloggers and influencers in the space, I always put myself in like the shoes of because I still view so many other people like literally as a reader, and like I get such FOMO and like fear that I'm not doing something that's like enough or I'm not having as much fun as this person who's like storing that they're having a blast, and it's like why do I want to keep watching something like it's like bad TV sometimes, and I'm sure I'm guilty of making someone feel that way when I'm like, like opening a package or like putting some, like eating something delicious. And they're like, Oh man, here I am eating this like cardboard sandwich. And like, you want to look at something and feel good about it. So it's good to just like take a time off. And if you miss something, who cares? Like, yeah, I think that's so true. That's kind of what I came to with not checking my phone or anything in Bali. I didn't look at anybody's stories pretty much ever. If I did, it was just a handful of people who really lift me up and make me feel really good when I look at their content, like you or a close friend from home or something like that. That was the only thing that I ever looked at. And it was so liberating to not compare myself to anyone or anything or what someone else is doing, what I'm not doing, what I am doing. And it was something I wanted to carry back with me. 
my third intention does correlate pretty well with the second one, which is start non-digital projects that connect you with others and build your brand. So I'm not going to say what are what the examples are in parentheses because some of them are still a little bit of a secret. But basically, I want to start more projects that are offline and don't rely on Instagram and don't rely on my blog. And while they'll obviously all link together because my brand is one unit, it's going to be things that aren't just like something you see on a screen. It's going to be something that there is something you go to or something you look at or just you eat or something and just really immersing myself in being involved with people like physically, um, I think is really important and not relying on Instagram and the digital space so much for a living. I think it can really take a toll on someone. That is so good. I noticed that you made a Facebook group and I love that because it's just taking, taking the emphasis off of one platform and just expanding your reach so that if Instagram ended tomorrow, you would still have your Facebook group and a way to connect with people. And I think more importantly, what you're talking about is just off the screen entirely. But I think even on the internet, just kind of expanding from one platform to multiple platforms can feel really good just to be like, okay, I don't have to rely so heavily on this one app. It's so true. And I mean, I know you have a group, like my other two other friends who have podcasts have a group too. And during the podcast episodes, I kept, you know, like, I feel like I hear your voice in my head after I'm like listening to a podcast, which I'm sure other like listeners can relate to. Like, I like still hear what's going on. And then I kept hearing other people having these like Facebook communities. Like, I don't need a podcast of a Facebook community. Like I can just make a Facebook community so people can either talk to each other or they can ask me a question and I can get back to them so much quicker and easier than it comes to email DMs I gave up on a year ago. So that's like no chance. Mm. And it's just so much better to be able to like, someone be like, Hey, I have a question on like your favorite protein powder. And I just have to comment and like link to it. It is so easy and it's amazing. And it's literally just called the Rachel Leeds tribe. And it has over a thousand people in it. I just started it a week ago. So I'm like, my people, hi. Yeah, they're coming and they're flocking. Because people I think are just wanting to connect in one form or another. And something that's so nice about a Facebook community or group versus just an Instagram I shouldn't say just an Instagram because Instagram is amazing. But in a Facebook community, people can talk to each other, which is really nice because it's not all about one person. It's not all about you responding. They can also connect with each other, which I think is so cool. So nice. Okay, number four. Oh, anyway, in number three, I put one of our non-digital projects was our, one of our ideas that we thought of ever better guys. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, that is on my list too. I'm so excited. I think this is going to be the year to figure that out. I know. I think that would be amazing and such a game-changing idea. Like, unreal. And no one's doing it, so... Well, I think when I come to New York in, like, three weeks, we can have a brainstorming session. Yeah, I'm so down. Okay. Number four is travel to new places, places you haven't been before and immerse yourself into their culture. And so that can be as big as like a trip to like China or Bali or Thailand or wherever it is, or it can be as small as like when I went to Maui and Austin this past year and was able to like 
try all of their food and like see how like the locals live there and just really living in other people's cultures as opposed to staying in my like same routine all the time, which I think is like really nice and a wonderful way to like learn more about the world. And when this year it was my, for 2017, it was my goal to travel to somewhere new every month. And I successfully like did that, which was amazing. And I got to see like Portland, which I've never been to and Texas. And we went to Arizona and got to go to parts of California I never went to. And it's just so magical to be able to see all different types of people and all different types of food and especially go to all the different whole foods in all the regions. Because I know, they all- it's not fun. Except for when so- you hear Erewhon because Erewhon is like even better. It's just I'm- the best in the whole world. It's so good. I'm dreaming of that like salmon collard green wrap and their like cauliflower thing. It's so good. So good. March 3rd, I'll be there and we'll go literally that day. I cannot (laughs) wait. Yes. I go every single day. Actually, we're the place that we're looking for, because I told you that we're moving soon. We are literally planning the neighborhood based off of the new Erewhon that's opening in Santa Monica. Oh my God, I love <laughs> Because it. we can just walk there every day. Just make life easy. So much easier. You don't have to worry about a parking spot. You can just go right in. It's so much easier. And I still haven't tried that like bread, like the paleo bread everyone talks yeah, about. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I can't I- necessarily eat it because I still have to be grain free. And it has like other types of grains. But um <laughs> paleo bread. What kind of grains in it? It's paleo, but it has like, trying to remember. I'll take a picture of the ingredients and send them to you. Yeah, I'm so curious. Well, we'll see. Number five is surround yourself. I love this one. Surround yourself with positive people and clear out any negativity. So this past year was like a huge learning experience in terms of people and activities and even like things that I eat or drink that like make me feel good and make me a more positive person. And I've completely cleared out any negative energy or negative, any negative people. If there's people that just felt weren't serving me well or weren't making me feel good about myself or kind of bringing me down, I it's cleared out and I don't want to surround myself with people that aren't going to make me feel like myself or make me feel like I can be like myself. And it can be really toxic to have friends or anyone that you feel self-conscious around and that just eats you up and eats your heart and you don't want that type of feeling that you can't be yourself around anyone and also just doing activities that like I don't want to do or that I don't think serve me well um and that can be like workouts or like for example I don't really like high intensity workouts so like if I was invited to an event or a class of friends to do that and it just isn't good like goodbye. Like there's no reason I need to do anything that I don't want to do. Yes. That's such a good one. And we're on the same page about that times a thousand because the negativity just isn't worth it. And it really just creeps up under our psyche and causes us so much pain. So I love that you say that because something that I've really tried to do over the years is to really let go of toxic people who don't make me feel good because I also want to save everybody and like collect people and be like, oh, it's okay. I don't feel like totally myself with that person. But also they're not so bad. Like I could deal with them. I'll be their friend. They don't have a lot of other friends. 
friends or I'll always rationalize it. And it's just not worth it. It's not something that I want to do anymore because it's just, like you said, it takes a toll on you. And it also takes away from the space that you have to have positive connections with people and our time in life is so limited. Like each day, we can only focus on so many people. We can only spend time with so many people and catch up with so many people. So why would you fill your time with someone who doesn't make you feel good when you could fill it with people who make you feel amazing? Exactly. 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 So that's a huge thing. Um, and I'd rather, I always, my mom always told me, so I was little, that you'd rather have a few quality friends than a lot of like half-ass friends. She phrased yes. it a lot better than I just did, but like, I'd rather have like a quality crew of people that I love and adore and can count on than have a lot of different people because I'd rather establish more like meaningful relationships. And I also think now, especially that I'm married, I'm like, I have Jordan, I have my family and a few close friends and sure I, there's a lot of people I'm like great acquainted with and love them. And when we go to events and stuff, it's great, but it's just nice to have like a small crew of yeah. people that love and adore you. Exactly. Um, you'll love number six, do more yoga and meditation each week. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm so excited. I joined a yoga studio down here for one week of like unlimited classes. Yes. So for everyone listening, I have never liked yoga. Jordan would like make me try and do yoga. I hated it. And I've gone to your events and I was talking during the yoga class. Yes. I had to shush Rachel in a yoga class. She was like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. This wasn't her nature at first, but you're getting into it. I'm getting so into it. I joined this yoga studio that's below my apartment building called Asana Soul in Hoboken. And it's so just like quaint and peaceful. And like, I just feel like there's like magic that happens in there. They have like an inspirational quote. They have this like gold thing painted on the walls and all these colors painted on the walls. It's just, you go in there and you immediately just feel so great. And they have yoga, like it's uh, vinyasa yoga. It's not hot though. It's probably like 75 degrees, which right now feels like a sauna, but it's like manageable. Like, I don't have to wash my hair after basically. And exactly. And they have meditation, like sound bath meditation and candlelit meditation. And Jordan, husband Jordan loves yoga. So it's nice also for us to go together and he's getting so good at like crow pose. And I'm over there trying to just like touch my toes, but it's happening. And I feel so much like lighter after. And I used to count the minutes until yoga classes are over. And now it's like the 16 minutes is done. I'm like, that was so fast. That was like the quickest thing ever. And Shavasana is my favorite pose, but I could like, I could just lay there. And I, cause also, and I'm not even saying like I'm lazy and annoying, but when other classes, when like it's the time's up and you have to like lay there and stretch and whatever, I'm like bolting out of there because I'm just like, I'm over this and bored. Now I'm like craving that moment of silence for five to 10 minutes or however long it is in the class. And they rub the oil on my temples and rub my shoulders. And it's like, I love you. This is amazing. Yeah. It's so magical. I'm so happy that you found a place that you like that speaks to you because I think it's so important to have that 
just that haven that you can go to and unwind. It doesn't have to be about getting the most hard exercise or like most sweating bullets. It's so much just about having a sacred space for yourself. Exactly. When you come, I want to take you there because you'll... I was just going to say, it sounds like the kind of place that I would love with the oils at the end. Shavasana is the best. Makes me so happy. They play this like instrument thing. It kind of looks like an accordion, but it's like on the floor and they have... I don't even know what it's called, but it's so cool. I know what that is. I don't know what it's called either. But they use one of those at Tantris here in LA. It's so beautiful. I'm going to take you there in March. You are going to love it. And I did my first, I told you this, I did my first Bikram yoga class the other day. Holy shit, that was insane. Like, oh my God. Bikram's crazy. I used to be really into it. And I'm sure probably some people listening are really into it. But for the most part, it is not something that I would recommend to people who are looking to get into yoga or who are looking to, even like, if you like to sweat, I get it. I like to sweat too, but there's places like core power that keep the room like 85 degrees. And with the body heat, it gets so hot still, like you'll be sweating bullets, but 108 degrees is just not that healthy. And then you get dehydrated and headaches. And the person who started Bikram yoga is like not a, not a good person. He's, he's had issues. So it just, you know, I feel like it's phasing out. I think it's going to be kind of in the past soon. That's really good to know because when we went, when I brought, and I brought my dad, my dad's never taken yoga before. And we all went, Jordan, my dad and I, and Later that day, we were like walking around a store and it was like, we went up to the class at noon and we were in the store around three and I felt so sick and I drank so much. I felt so nauseous and sick. And it was from like being in the heat for an hour and 15 minutes and then just like not feeling good after. Like it really took a toll on my body. Like I love sweating, but like, I don't like sweating that much. We did a class that was 80 degrees yesterday Jordan was like dripping and I was like warm and sweaty, but like not in comparison to Bikram. And I really liked that better, like being a little toasty and like, I still felt like I got a good sweat, but I wasn't like killing myself doing it. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Plus in Bikram, it's the same 26 poses every single class. So after you do it like a handful of times, you're like, this is so boring. You could master the poses technically, which is the exciting part to some people. But to me, I don't like to know what's coming next. Not every single time. Well, that's what he's like, I guess, vinyasa a lot more exciting is that you just are doing so many different types of flows that it keeps my mind busy because I don't know what's coming next. Exactly. Um, A lot. Um, number seven is focus on becoming uh, someone's being a shower. Oh, hello. That just got off. Okay, now it's not as bad. It's It's probably my mom. It takes her three hours to dry her hair, so she has to shower with ample time. Oh my god, I love your mom. (laughs) I saw that picture of your whole family on your story yesterday, and I was like, oh, I love her parents so much. Well, George's family happens to be down here at the same time, which wasn't planned. So we got together for dinner a couple of times and we like barbecued yesterday and it was so fun. Um, it's nice to have both. Our families are very like similar. 
Um, but we don't, we live like an hour from each other. So we don't all get together all the time, but his family comes to my grandparents for Christmas Eve. And we usually try and get together and say like once every other month or so with just our parents and us. It's so fun. That's so fun. Um, so the next one is, has to do with like hormones and preparing my body for when I want to have children, because as my readers know, I've been dealing with hormonal issues since April of 2016. And it's been a really, it feels like it's been two decades. At the same time, I'm like, oh my God, how did it already get to a year and a half that I still don't have a period? Um, So it's been definitely an interesting and challenging struggle. I'm not the happiest about the situation that I'm in, but at the same time, I've learned so much in the last year and a half about the female body and things that affect hormones and how to fix certain things that I never thought that I would learn. And I think all of this is happening because I'm supposed to learn about this and I'm supposed to then take these learnings and bring them to other women. I just don't know how I'm going to do that yet, which is also what I'm trying to figure out, whether that's going back to school in some capacity or starting some type of practice of my own. But I know that for me, I feel like there's so many girls around me going through the same thing and no one knows who to go see. No one knows what to do. Everyone just continues to compare themselves. This is why comparing yourself is never a good idea in any capacity. But like comparing yourself and for so long, like um, doctors and random people will be like, oh, you're too skinny. That's why you don't have a period or, oh, this, that's why you don't have a period. And there's so much more to each story than that. And for me personally, I'm learning that it has a lot to do with high cortisol levels. And when I did a like saliva test and I've done blood tests and my cortisol is so high that my body's not even producing female hormones or testosterone because the cortisol is just taking over my entire body, um, which is scary. And it's scary to think that you can do that to yourself. And, you know, you feel so in control of your body. And yeah, I get to decide what food I eat and where I work out and how I walk and talk and where. But when it comes to like this, I have zero control over, I feel like I have zero control over my period, but I have to kind of get a hang on that and prepare my body for, you know, the next phase of my life. And, We'll see, but that's also why I'm here in Florida for a little bit to take some time away from the kitchen and relax and everything I'm doing is to really lower my stress levels and become a more like positive and I would say, I don't want to say chill or laid back because I'm never going to be a laid back or chill person. It's just not my personality, but really just becoming a lot more like calm in certain situations and not letting things affect me as much and, you know someone cuts me off when I'm driving, like, is that really necessary for me to be like, F you? Like, no, just whatever it is, what it is, let's move on to the next thing. So just being more calm to help my hormones. I'm so glad that you brought this up. This is, first of all, there's like chaos happening outside right now, which you can probably hear. Um, You don't hear it? Okay, well, it just passed. Um, Yeah, that's what you hear. So... I don't know, something's happening in Brentwood, but they passed. So I'm really glad you brought it up because the hormone stuff is so universal and so many people are going through it. And I have somewhat of a theory about it, which is that so many of us who are very health conscious and really take care of ourselves and listen to our bodies and treat our bodies well with food and exercise, so many of us experience 
radical hormone issues. And it's really crazy because you'd think that we would be the ones who have balanced hormones and don't experience not having a period and acne and all this other stuff. And my theory basically comes down to the fact that people who treat their bodies really well get a reaction from their body when anything is off. So our body will show us these signs through a rash or through acne or through getting sick or psoriasis or basically anything. I guess rash and skin things keep coming to mind for me, but it could be losing your period among other things. And it's so crazy that you say that you feel like it's all part of your path to do something with it and to help other people because I... Okay, so like starting going into 2018, I just came to terms with the fibroid that I have, the huge fibroid. Yeah, the baseball in my uterus and it's all estrogen. So it's basically the opposite issue of you. (laughs) I have so much. Yin to my yang. I know, we literally are. We literally are each other's yin yangs. And with all this estrogen in my body, it's so frustrating. And as you know, I have this rash and like everything comes back to the hormones, which I learned in Woman Code, thanks to you for highly recommending that book. And I feel like it's just such a part of my path to go through this so that I can help other people. And that's why now I want to study herbalism and learn how to like heal the body through herbs, which kind of goes hand in hand with Ayurveda and acupuncture and Chinese medicine and stuff that I've been obsessed with forever. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think that I would ever practice it or learn more about it. So now I'm thinking, I'm always brainstorming with you. Um, Another idea. We, yeah, we need, we can do something with this because we're so different from each other at the same time. Like, I don't see you wanting to be an herbalist by any yeah. means, but I see you doing a lot of other things that I wouldn't do well at all. So we're always, we're always each other's yin yangs. And I think it would be really cool to work together to help people somehow. Exactly. That would be right now. My, my wheels are turning because I've contemplated going and like, going to school to be like a nutrition therapy practitioner. At first I was like, I'm going to become a gynecologist and like become a gynecologist. You can call when you have hormonal issues, but that would require me going to med school. So I don't really know how likely that would be, but I want to find something that could help, that could lead me in a way to help other women go through this. And when I think about it in another way, something that I know I'm struggling with personally is that you feel very alone in this. And I am very, very open in the fact where I talk to like my mom and dad and Jordan about this. And I talk about it on Instagram and on my blog, but I feel like I've been looking for like a therapist for female hormones. And like, there's a lot of like infertility specialists, but I'm not looking for that. Like I'm looking for like like someone to talk to who's knowledgeable, but who can like help me figure out what's going on, like a support group of sorts. And something that could help you feel less alone. So I don't know, but I have so many ideas. And I mean, I've been doing acupuncture for like two years. I took herbs during it. And like, for me, nothing is moving the needle when it comes to, and also finding that balance of like solving something holistically and then solving it using more of a Western medicine approach and finding something that works in the middle. And 
right now I'm seeing Dr. Lippman, which I know you and Lauren had spoken about on the episode. I was like, when you said my friend, I was like, oh man, I think that's me. I know. <laughs> I was like, the only reason that I was so cryptic about it was because I first was like, oh yeah, she's seeing him for all these hormone issues. I was like, I was trying not to then say who you were. And then Lauren was like, Rachel Mansfield. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I scream it from the rooftops. I'm like, get out of the period. It's fine. But yeah, man, seeing Frank and the thing that, well, there's many things I love and admire about him, but he isn't just like going to solve me with like, like, or holistic supplements. Like he will bring in actual drugs as well when needed. And I think that like also carrying that perspective into helping women is great because I think that we can get carried away when it comes to not ever taking antibiotics and not ever doing anything. And I recently, this could be TMI, but I recently had a really bad bad UTI and I was not about to not have taken antibiotics for that. And the second I told Dr. Littman, he's like, no, absolutely. Like you should be taking it for something like that because there's a time and a place to solve something with like supplements and things, then there's a time and a place to solve things with actual medicine because that's what it was created for. And I think that in our space, people get so carried away and almost have like, we can get carried away with having like organic food. We can get carried away with solving things in only only a certain perspective, which we learned to revitalize that the, I'm totally banging on her name, but the girl, the woman who had cancer and felt that she was like the face of health, which is, I feel like some, at sometimes I just feel like such a fraud because here I am like, promoting feeling like your best self, creating healthy recipes and showing my like active lifestyle. But like, I'm still don't feel healthy and whole because I'm missing such a big part of my life, which could be hard. It is hard. I know. I feel that way too. And you just have to remember you're the furthest thing from a fraud because you're so open about it. So of course you're going to treat your body well and eat well and live an active lifestyle and try to fix and heal your hormone problems at the same time. I go through phases of like, I feel like I should put the rest of my life on hold until all of this is figured out, but that's not realistic either. Like we have to just live our life, be in the balance and do all of it. So I think it's just, it's just real what you're going through. It's it's still, you're still a healthy person. It's just like out of our control issues that kind of, once we finally pinpoint the root cause, won't be out of our control. But until then, it's so hard. And it's true what you said about Western medicine and how important it is to strike a balance between healing things naturally and going to an actual doctor, as I've learned with my horrible eczema, which I recently shared on Instagram and my blog. And I lifted up my shirt and showed it to you. And you've seen it in person in Arizona when it was just horrible several months ago. And now I have to use a topical cream, which I'm not entirely happy about. And I feel like my dermatologist doesn't even begin to understand the root cause of the issue. So I know I have so much to figure out and so much to dive into, which is why I'm so excited to learn about herbalism and keep treating with acupuncture, but also use the topical cream so that I can get rid of my symptoms because sometimes you just have to. Yeah, that's why it's good to have that, like, again, a balance of both and knowing that like no an antibiotic itself isn't just going to or whatever the drug is, isn't just going to solve all your problems. Like you need to look into that and look into what is actually causing that problem and do a combination of both. 
Yeah. Because that's like the way, at least that's how I would personally approach a situation like that, you know. And for the record, I think you would be such a good nutritional therapy practitioner. Thank you. Like, I see that. You said that and the intuitive psychic part of me went, yes. Oh man, thank you. I was talking about it this morning with my friend too, because I want to look into it. My really good friend was um, an NTV. She's a woman who, um, one of the co-founders of Bonafide Provisions, the bone broth company. So she was an NTV. So she's been helping me a lot with my hormonal issues too. AK, like she listens to me when I vent about anything. She's amazing and you'll love it. So I had never met someone that had the same birthday as me and like ever. I've never heard of anyone having their birthday. It's never, ever come up. I know people will have like June 1st, June 3rd, never June 2nd. I'm sitting next to this girl out. Her name's Alex at dinner. And we were talking how our birthdays had just passed a couple months ago. Turns out we have the same birthday. That's amazing. Because you felt so connected. And then we found out the same birthday. And I mean, I think that we look kind of alike. Like I'm a lot, I'm very tall, but like (laughs) it's so cute and like petite. But we have the same coloring and like the just still very like similar personalities and just vibe really well. And then when we've had our birthdays with the same, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. You guys were meant to know each other, meant to be in each other's lives. I love that. Love the the birthday twin thing. Intention eight is fuel my body with things that make it feel good and eat and try new foods. So this past year was like really crazy for me when it came to my body and skin, like reacting to certain things that I hadn't been used to in the past. I found out that I'm highly allergic to strawberries and raspberries and goji berries and basically any like red berry thing. And like, I think red peppers, I'm like, I've been eating them, but like not as badly as like berries, I guess. And recently, like cauliflower is making me feel really ill. And some, one of my favorite drinks is giving me a rash all over my stomach. What is and it? kombucha. I don't know if you've no. heard of it. <laughs> no, I knew you were going to say that. That's awful. Yeah. So in the in I wasn't having kombucha for a couple of months because I was told I had like candida, like yeast overgrowth in my gut. And so I stopped having it. And then I started having it again a few months later and was like downing it and would have it like every day. And like, it was just holding a lot of sugar and yeast for my body to handle. My days of kombucha are never over because I love it so much, but I can't have it every day. Like it's going to have to be something I have two to three times a week max. But when I was drinking it every day, I it was over Thanksgiving. I have a picture I can send it to you of my stomach. Actually, doesn't look as scary as your rash because you are in a league of your own in that rash. But my rash was wicked. Like it was bad. And then I stopped, I cut out kombucha and I didn't have a rash anymore. So I basically want to focus on having food and drinks that make me feel good. And but at the same time, finding that balance because I don't want to become afraid of food. Because I love kombucha and I don't want to shut that out of my life. And I love strawberries too. So it's like kind of finding that balance on how I can handle it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And trying new things. So Trying new things. I'm all about it. Um, uh, what? <laughs> oh, we are the worst at that. We are so routine. We have our go-tos, like same foods all the time. I have yeah. a few ideas for things that you could try that you probably haven't 
haven't tried that I think you would really like, like some Ayurvedic type of recipes, like kitchari and like Indian dishes that are so good for gut health too. I would love that. So it could kind of help with what you were dealing with, with the excess of sugar and the excess of fermented foods. Um, That's the only thing I can have fun with right now, food-wise, is like spices because I do have to be so careful too. But different spices make things so much more exciting. So I'm just really embracing the Ayurvedic culture and cuisine. And it also tastes so good. It does. And I I listened to your episode on Ayurveda twice. And I feel like I learned so much from it because... There's taking another shower. Do you hear that? I hear it, but it's totally fine. I can hear you. Quiet. Okay. As long as I'm apologies for the background noise, you guys. The thing that I've been learning the most is that my body definitely craves like warm and comforted foods as opposed to like raw food. Like I'm not meant to eat raw vegetables and juice and salad all the time. Like I'm meant to have like warm and nourishing foods with spices and things that just make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, actually at the Asana yoga studio, they had an Ayurvedic woman. I don't know what her correct title is, but someone who specializes in that was there. And we were talking and she was talking about like how I should put more cardamom in my desserts and cinnamon to help balance like blood sugar levels. I mean, cinnamon's in every single one of my desserts, even when it doesn't, you don't need cinnamon because I just, I like that it stabilizes your blood sugar level, but I really not. You have to tell me more about those recipes. Yeah, I'll send you a bunch. I'm doing another Panchakarma in a week and a half. So, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think I told you that. I'm so excited. So I have five straight days of complete Panchakarma relaxation, only eating kitchery and just being so kind to my body. No phone, no computer no communication whatsoever. Like, I don't even think I'll see Jonathan, even though um, I'll stay here in my apartment, but I'll go to the Ayurvedic spa every day for like four or five hours for the treatment, for lunch, and then come back here. And I was telling Jonathan, like, we have to figure out a way for you to come here without like having to call me because I'm not going to have my phone on, but I need to see you. And he was like, just don't see me. Like, just do the whole thing completely. So I'll have to see, but I'm, I had the best experience last time. And then the final day of it is a Thursday. And then Friday, I leave for the retreat I'm hosting with Kelsey Patel. Yeah. So it's going to be, be, I'm going to be like grounded, feeling so good leading into the retreat. And then like five days later, I come to New York. Oh my gosh. I'm so, you have to send me the dates again that you're in New York. I know you told me, but I don't remember. Yeah. I know it's at the end of the month. That's all I remember. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't even booked my flights yet. So it could be like the 26th to the 1st. We'll see. Um, Oh, that's so exciting. I wish I could come to the Palm Springs Resort. Kelsey, like, literally changed my life. I think that she was the first, like, experience that I did that made me become, like, made, like chilled me out. Remember she told yeah. me I was breaking? She's like, you're having an anxiety attack 24-7. Yeah. You just um, eat until you, like, are so full you can't button your pants. Like, just be, like, enjoy yourself and just, like, live and, like, don't worry about everything. And, like, that literally stuck with me. Yeah. Everything. 
head. It was amazing. I'll never forget that experience of sitting there watching her do the Reiki on you. And I was just watching because I was so excited to see like your first Reiki experience and also learning Reiki from Kelsey. I just, I like to like assist her and see what's happening. Next thing I know, you are having like a full-blown Reiki reaction. And I just had no idea that it would impact you that way. And it, it really goes to show how powerful Reiki can be and how powerful Kelsey is. And I think it's also like, you clearly resonate with her as a teacher, which is so cool. And it's so helpful to you. I want to go to, I want either want to go see her again, but like it would have to be Skype unless I do it when I'm in LA in March. But like, I need to like do Reiki more. Like I just, I like my body's craving it. Like I need to find something or someone to go see. And there was one, I think I told you, there was like a pop-up at an athleta that I went to and we just happened to be there. And I, like, I felt nothing, like I didn't do anything. And I think that just shows how important you need to see someone that's like, really like knows what they're talking about and knows what they're doing. That's the only way that you're going to feel any of the results from it. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's unfortunate that so many people out there practice those healing modalities like Reiki and even psychic mediums and things that totally butcher the experience for someone's first time. And then they're like, that stuff is crazy. That stuff doesn't work. But it's because there's only a handful of people, I think, who are legitimately so good at it that it can make a change in someone's life. Exactly. Well, are you still training to be a Reiki teacher? Oh my yes. God. And we can have that in our practice. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to do Reiki 2 with Kelsey sometime in the coming months. Um, I sent her like a crazy text from either from Bali or from Sacramento. I was somewhere. I was like, I'm ready to do Reiki 2. I just had the craziest idea. Like, I want to do this now. And she's like, okay, we'll do it. So hopefully very soon. But um Yeah, I really see kind of like fusing Reiki with herbalism and helping people with their hormones. That's kind of like the path I see. So much, yes. And I can help make all the food for them. Yeah, you can be the the NTP and recipe developer. Like, I just see this. Need a boatload of eggs and bone broth. Exactly. So many eggs, so much bone broth. I love bone broth. I know, so good. I actually just posted, I mean, this isn't like meant to be like a plug for my blog, but I literally posted today like a bone broth one-on-one because I love it so much. And that's the only reason I eat meat again is because this time last year, actually it was in January, I started drinking bone broth and it like made my body create meat. And I think that all has to do with my hormonal issues too, because I never had hormonal symptoms or like anything until I started eating meat and really like eating a shitload of healthy big fat. All I do is eat fat and protein and like, I think if I need carbs, like I can't do the whole like no carb thing. Like my body, like I feel better. My stomach feels better when I'm like eating rice and quinoa and like, you know, healthy carbs mm-hmm. and sweet potato. Like I like need that. Um, I think that also has to do with something with Ayurveda too. That yeah, it does. It's all the warming foods and the grounding foods because you're yeah. very vata all over the place. So you need the grounding grains exactly. and carbs. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's totally you. And I'm Pitta Vata. So we are always each other's opposites. 
Oh my God, shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Being Pitta makes so much sense if you think about it because it's it's the fire, the fire sign. So the inflammation, the redness, the heat, like everything that I struggle with. And then with you, it's the air, Bata's air. So kind of like everything's the air is like pushing up through your body. So you're not releasing and flowing and like being in your cycle. Oh, interesting. I got to learn more about it. I need like an Ayurvedic master. Like, does anyone exist? I need need someone that's just going to like teach me everything. I need to talk to the girl that you have on the podcast. I don't know. Actually, I'll put you, I'll introduce you guys. She's so cool. You could probably, you could Skype with her for sure. That'd be so fun. Maybe we can all even get lunch or something when I'm in LA. Yeah. She's in LA, right? Uh huh. Okay. Does she, she work at the spa, the Ayurvedic spa? Um, that you she works at a different like healing center. So oh. I did my first Panchakarma with her. And this one is at this place called Surya Spa. That's like very luxurious and just kind of a different experience. But they're both awesome. Oh my God, amazing. Well, if it has like one day things, maybe we can do it then too in March. Yes, so, they do. So nice. Ooh, okay. I'm into it. Me too. My ninth intention is don't be quick to react. Think first and don't let little things impact you, which you kind of touched upon earlier. So it definitely correlates to certain things. I think, oh, but with like positivity and no negativity. But, you know, if I get an email that makes me mad or a text message that isn't what I would like to be reading or getting told from someone, instead of reacting, don't react and just move on and respond or don't respond at another time. It's like nothing ever needs to be immediate. And you know, when someone says something to me in person and it is insulting instead of me like verbally reacting to that, just kind of saying, okay, and forgetting about it and brushing it off and just remembering that not everything that everyone's going to say or do around me is perfect and what I would say or do and just not letting that impact me. And I mean, right now I'm obsessed with my parents, my family, and I love being here, but it's obviously a huge change of pace when you go from living with yourself or just with Jordan and your significant other friend, then you go home and you're surrounded with your mom and dad for two to three weeks. Like it's a lot. And you need to like learn like how to not let things not react to things. And I think that that is like really key in helping me lower my stress levels too and not getting so riled up over dumb shit. Yes. Oh my God. That reminds me of a funny story that you'll appreciate. When I was home for Christmas, I was like, my whole family was there. So it's Jonathan's first time in Sacramento. We're staying at my parents' house. My sister, her husband, and their two kids were staying at my parents' house. We have like my other sister and family in and out of the house. So it's very chaotic. It's Christmas. And first of all, I'm used to living by myself and like mostly with Jonathan, but I also live by myself in my own space with Hudson, who's like perfectly asleep in the windowsill right now, looking (laughs) so cute. And so I'm home and this was actually on Christmas and I was making your paleo cookie cake. So this all comes full circle because of course it comes back to you and that recipe, which was so good. Um, Okay, my favorite recipe ever. So good. So... First, I was ready to start making it. I was standing in front of all of the ingredients and had everything laid out perfectly. I was so ready. But my dad, who 
everyone who follows me on Instagram and has seen my Instagram story knows that my dad is a total neat freak and wouldn't let me start making the recipe at all until he was finished cleaning up the kitchen from breakfast. So I was pretty frustrated because I wanted to make this recipe. I had all my ingredients out and I was just ready to do it. I'm used to living alone and not being told when I can and cannot use the kitchen. So I'm kind of standing there just being like, dad, are you serious? I want to start making this. Keep in mind, he's cleaning up the kitchen from like a 15 person breakfast. So this is taking a while. And our kitchen, my parents' kitchen is really big. So whether I was making something or whether I wasn't, I wasn't really going to be in his way. So basically, I'm getting very frustrated. He finally gave me the okay to start making it. And my whole entire family decides that this would be a good time to stand around me and videotape me and basically just make fun of my every move. So I feel like this is something that families do with each other. I definitely don't think I'm the first person who has experienced this. And my family didn't mean this intentionally to be so frustrating to me, but because of the headspace that I was in, which was, I was already frustrated from my dad. I was very tired and sleep deprived because we woke up really early to do Christmas with my nieces who were so excited. And I guess I just wasn't in the right headspace. So my family's crowding around me, making fun of me. And I pretty much react the opposite way to everything we're talking about with our intentions to stay calm and patient and meditate and be kind to people and don't react. So I did the exact opposite and I burst into tears. I was hysterically crying and nobody understood why. My nieces were looking at me like I was crazy. Jonathan was shocked and I just lost it. And it's kind of one of those things that happens, at least to me, and I think to a lot of people, when you go home and you're a full-blown adult, but you're surrounded by your family who is used to you being a child. And even though they know that you're an adult and that you've grown up and things are different, dynamics kind of go back to being exactly as they were. And for some reason, I just got incredibly triggered and I was sobbing and telling Jonathan, you're acting just like my family and everyone's being so mean to me. And rationally, I knew that I was acting ridiculous and out of control and I needed to get myself together. I don't need to be sobbing about something that my dad says to me, but I was triggered. A hundred percent. Isn't it funny that like our parents are probably the people that make us cry the most easily? Like I used to cry every probably couple days and my my dad used to call me a crybaby. And it was so funny when no one even felt bad for me when I was crying because I just would react all the time because like someone said something that like I would never say to somebody or I just can't, I didn't understand why I was being told that. I would just burst into tears because then I would just react and then it just kind of like feeds them what they want and just like, you know, it kind of like they know that you're going to react to what they're saying. So they're more inclined to say it. And now instead of me even reacting, like what in my head, I'm like, I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking in my head, but in my head, I'm like, all right, whatever. And then they're, so that way if you don't react, they're not going to keep doing it. They'll stop. That's like what I have learned is like the perfect balance. It's just like, no, all right, whatever. Like 
sign. And it's easier to just do that because again, they're your family and they're not doing anything to be ill or don't they have, they don't have ill intentions, but they family knows how to like rub, rile you up in a way that no one else does. (laughs) 100%. And then you're right. If you don't react, the situation kind of just ends. Like it, it just mulls over. You don't have to feel those feelings for the rest of the day. Neither do they. Yeah. It's easier said than done. Yeah. That will be my biggest work this year. I'm with you. I'm with you. I had a situation a couple weeks ago and I was so proud of myself for how I reacted. But after I literally said to myself, I was like, I'm really proud of myself. That was amazing the way that you just didn't react. And I responded saying such a like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I'm sorry that that happened. But whatever. And I, in the past, I would have just started screaming back into the phone or the situation. Yeah. Felt so good. Doesn't it feel good to put it into practice? Exactly. And I was like, okay, I didn't react. That makes me the better person in the situation. And I feel so much better now. And then it will carry with me to the next situation. Exactly. Exactly. my last intention, we already, I, I, we linked it with my, with my hormones because it was find a way to help women with their hormones and continue to speak up about female issues. So that was my last one, which is so weird how it came full circle. And it's funny because like my, my mom always jokes because my dad never really handled hearing about like menstrual cycles and like, I don't know if people think like vaginal discharge, like random cramping things and didn't really like hearing about that. And we're in the car yesterday. I'm like, oh, my boob hurts like like this. And I'm so open about it. And I'm trying to like not make it a big deal for a woman to complain about their symptoms. Like there's no reason why I can't openly talk about like the days that my boobs hurt or that I have cramps or that like anything about a period or um, my uterus. Like there's no reason why that needs to be shamed. and like push down. Like people should be able to talk about their issues or not issues. They should just be able to talk about their vagina and be proud of it. And it's nothing to do with being a feminist. It just has to do with being in your body and being able to talk about what's going on in your body. And I think that that is something I want to work on too for other people is make sure everyone is comfortable talking about what's going on in their own bodies for men too. Yeah. I'm just sitting here like with the hugest smile on my face hearing you say all of that because I think that's such a huge component of healing. And if we walk around not embracing those things about ourselves, it's so hard to start to heal from any type of issues like you with your not getting your period and me with my fibroid and eczema and all that other stuff because without even realizing it, before I read the book Woman Code, I would think about all of those feminine things like bleeding every month and hormone issues and things that I don't always want to deal with. I would think of them as kind of gross, to be honest. And that's a horrible mindset to have about our beautiful female bodies and all the things that they do. So that book really got me thinking about how I want to nourish my hormones and my body from the inside out and be so kind to my body in a whole different way by embracing all those different parts of me instead of thinking that they're gross. Well, it's kind of like I went on birth control in high school because I didn't want to deal with the issues of having, I had such bad menstrual cramps. I used to get my period so heavy and like didn't feel well. I couldn't go to school. I would have such bad cramps. And I went on birth control to kind of push away that, that issue. And instead of me just like 
embracing the issue, trying to figure out what was even causing the really bad cramping. And now after reading a book like Woman Code, I, I would have been able to learn like what foods to eat and what I can do, like what herbs or supplements I can do to help those cramps before I even started the birth control, which then led to this whole issue. So if I just listened to my body in the first place, it was speaking to me. Granted, I was like 17 years old, so I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just too worried about like, like having a good time. I was like, whatever, like the pill sounds great. And, you know, I should have listened to my body instead of not listening to it. But I hate being, I hate, I don't have regrets because like you were saying, like everything we, I think that everything happens for a reason. And I obviously didn't listen to my body because I didn't know how to. And now that I do, but I want to teach young girls that there's other solutions to things besides going on the pill. I mean, more than half my friends are still on birth control. And are you learning nothing from what I'm going through right now? Like, why are you still doing this? I know. I think woman code should be required reading for every girl. And not only that, I just, yeah, I think there's so many people, even highly educated people who have no idea how the pill is affecting them long-term or how not getting their period is not a good thing. Like so many people are very happy. It's, it's, I really like how you have taken action this whole time since April, 2016. Is that what you said? Yeah, I would say since January, like I did acupuncture in April, 2016, but I would say up at like for since January, 2017 is when I was like, really like, you know, I incorporated the meat again, bone broth and started seeing like more of like functional medicine doc- doctors for this and really trying to figure everything out. But so like, I guess, I guess you could say technically a year, but I haven't had my period since being off birth control in two years. Yeah. I'm glad that you've been taking action the whole time because that just means you're going to get back to balance sooner than you would way sooner if you weren't taking action this whole time where I read about people and I know about people who are like, I I don't get my period and I'm so glad because I don't have to deal with it. Like, what about or, your body? It's not functioning the way that it wants to. No, and I don't mean this in like a, like an old fashioned way, but like the female body is here to produce children. Like, like we're, we're, we were meant to be able to hold a child in, in our bodies and it, your body's telling you it's not ready to do that or it's not able to do that. There's something wrong. Like whether that's fixable or sometimes it's not fixable, which is really sad and unfortunate, but that's how you, there's something going on if you don't have a period and there's something going on in my body. That's why I don't have one. And it's weird because a lot of the times lately I'm learning that after you have your first child or any child, your whole body is a woman resets. And your hormones start from the bottom zero on the like, ground up. I'm like, can I just do that again? Like, I would love to just hit the reset button and being able to start from the bottom and like know what to do to fuel my body and make it feel good and nourish it and care for it. And obviously fluctuating in my weight when I was like middle school to high school to college, going up and down and up and down and like eating too much and not eating and everything that all plays a toll on it. It's like, and looking back, it's definitely made it a lot more challenging than it should be. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where you realize that all the choices in your life that you make add up and build up and they don't go away. And it reminds me of when I would juice cleanse constantly and 
if I had known that the repercussions of constantly juice cleansing would still be with me four years later, where they're manifesting in hormone issues and fibroids and all sorts of other problems in my body, I would have made much different choices when I was kind of convinced at the time that not eating enough, not fueling my body properly were only going to give me issues for the time being and not lasting for years and years and years because it all adds up. Or I hope I would do things differently. You think like you're doing that to your body and you're trying to, but like, what is the ultimate end goal? It's almost just getting carried away with the challenge is like what most yeah. people, they love that they're pushing their body to the last minute. But like, what is the end goal? Like when you want to be your perfect weight, what's going to happen when you're there? Like, is, are there balloons going to come out of your body? You're going to be so happy. Like whatever, everything's going to be perfect. Like, no, like being a certain weight or percent body fat or what having a certain look or it's not going to do anything. You just have to feel good. And if you feel good for yourself, that's what you, that's when you know you're at that perfect, not perfect, but you're at that happy place for yourself. Yeah. That's such a good point. It's so important to think about what our end goal is because probably for a lot of us, part of that end goal is to be fertile and to be able to have children. And that's not something that I used to think about by any means. I didn't think that I was affecting my body, affecting my fertility or my hormones in that way long-term. But once I finally realized that that was part of my end goal, if not hugely my end goal, I was able to shift my mindset and my perspective so much to know that I can take the rules away. I can eat meat. I cannot eat meat. I can eat vegetables. I can eat less vegetables. I want to have a lot of kids and I want to be able to do that. Yeah, lots of them. I want like five. I know. <laughs> yeah, lots of kids. Lots of, lots of babies. I do want five. Really? I want four. I want, like- yeah, actually, I'm more so yeah. than four. It's like, we can't fit in a car. I'm like, I'll get an SUV. I'm not, I'm not, oh my God. That's such a Jordan comment. He's so, he's so pragmatic. So is Jonathan. Jonathan's like, how about two? I'm like, mm, how about four? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think we've, we've landed on maybe three, three or four. I mean, we don't know. We just talk about it because it's fun. But we'll have to see what ends up happening. The universe will tell us. Oh, I love it. Why well, can't we have super cute babies? So are you. Our babies are going to be best friends. Yeah, Dad, they'll be bi-coastal besties like us. Yes, <laughs> I know. Well, it's so fun hearing all your intentions. That was so cool because I didn't really realize that talking about the intentions would be the whole episode. But that's such that's such an interesting episode and it's so fun. And I know you didn't know that I created that I wrote those. I know. I love that you did. Maybe you're going to start journaling this year. Maybe. So (laughs) as my computer, it doesn't have my hand. Yeah, that too. So as a final kind of wrap up here, you kind of mentioned this, but your color for the year, share with people what your color for the year is and how you came up with it. It's white. And I don't know why I came up with it. I don't know how. I just when I, I remember listening to your, one of your episodes recently where you were talking about the story of you and Jonathan, how you both chose yellow. And I'm like, what's my color next year? And I asked Jordan when we were walking, I was like, what's your color? He's like green. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but mine's white. And I thought something with like purity or like something is just, 
I think that white is just bright and it's clean and almost like a fresh start in how you were just saying, oh, this is so weird because you were saying that Saturn reset or something. Yeah, it's, Saturn return. is like the beginning. It's like the base. It's like the it basic, is. you know, and I'm craving like a restart. Maybe that's why. And that goes back to the reset that you were just talking about too, a hormone reset. So I think yeah. your whole body and your intuition and your subconscious knows that white is like a like a clean slate and some kind of reset. And also white is the color that connects you to the universe and to your universal gifts and talents oh. and everything that you were born with and meant to do. So if you're meant to be here to help other women or to heal yourself so that you can help heal others, like that's that would be your universal gift and white would be the perfect color to connect to. Oh, I love that. Okay, so it's a good color to pick. My okay. favorite color in the past was black, LOL. So that was like pretty funny because I feel like that's just like morning and like not anything remotely positive or, or like the opposite. But um, now it's funny that I picked white, which is I feel like the opposite of it for like a completely new and like clean year. I don't know. But what does green mean? So green, so green is the heart chakra. And I love that because Jordan does have such a big heart. And I feel okay. like, oh, hey, Jordan. I feel yes. like you guys are such a good match for each other because you can feed off of each other. And in some ways, green and white would be so far apart from each other on like the chakra scale. And it also connects to nature. So maybe lots of outdoorsy things this year, lots of trips. Um, in some ways, green can be like a creativity color. Although orange is like... The color of creativity, but I've heard people say that green is also. I love that. That's interesting. Well, Jordan and I are very, very opposite of one another. So I don't expect us to pick the same color, but it's weird because we're so kind of like you and I, like we're so similar, but like so different at the same time. Um, but Jordan's extremely, extremely creative. Like he's one of the most creative people. He actually may be the most creative person that I've ever been around my entire life like when wow. it comes to and recipes and like he's so crafty like he just makes stuff up off the top of his head and he can fix anything like he's kind of like you give him like a little tool to like build you a castle like he's crazy that's amazing so does he come up with some of your recipes uh no but for an exciting project that I have I do have him um helping with that he's good with like savory recipes so and like eggs are his specialty like he taught me how to like fry an egg and like make a sunny side up egg a jammy sunny, like anything egg related Jordan taught me um and he just like makes things look good like I don't know he has a natural like artistic eye his parents own a flower shop so his mom is like really really artistic so they're just like he's good at like putting together a floral arrangement and a lot of things that like most men aren't typically like good at but Jordan's just so he, Jordan's type person where he touches something and it just turns to magic like he's just good at it that's he's good at so cool. that's such he's a good quality 
I know. He's just, he's, he's a gem. He really, I always tell people all the time, even if people are, weren't married, he's like, the, I always say he's the nicest person that I've ever met. He's just like kind, which doesn't really exist. I don't think in that many people that are just genuinely kind. Yeah, it doesn't. I wish it existed in more people, but it's true. He does have that. You can tell when you're around him that he has that kindness and it's just so genuine. Yeah, he's a, definitely, very, he's a very pure, pure breed. So good. Yay. I love it. Me too. I was going to say, weren't you in the beginning of every podcast episode? <laughs> see, I hear you in my head. You always ask everyone what their color is, but we just spoke about it. So or what yeah. color? What's your yeah. Color? Well, that would be different than, <laughs> than the color of the year. What color uh, do you feel? Well, sort of. What color do you feel best represents your energy right now? I don't know. My favorite color is black. Like that is my favorite color. I don't know why. Like everything I wear is black or gray. But I think that my energy right now, it would, I would, I think it's white too. Yeah, it is. It probably is because I I feel like, yeah. I don't know. I'm very simple. Yeah. Minimal. You like those neutral colors? Black, white. Tan. Mm -hmm. Like literally anything that's like, I love blush. Yeah, all the neutrals. Mm -hmm. The opposite. Because (laughs) I don't wear enough neutrals. Oh my gosh, no, I own all black and white and neutrals. I'm going to, I was saying, a bachelorette party next weekend, and I have to get like an outfit to wear because I have nothing to wear to a Miami bachelorette party. I I don't dress that cool. And I went to the stores today, and I'm like, all I find is black, anyways. Why do I even try to find something that's remotely outside the box? I know. That's going to be fun, though. It will be fun. I just have another idea for us too. We should put Jonathan and Jordan on a podcast episode. Yes, we should. That, that would be so fun. Is he yeah. coming with you in March? No, I tried. He he can't come. He has work. Can, we can do it on Skype. The two of you can be in one place. We'll be here. And yeah. the four of us can Skype. And it would be really interesting to ask, like, what's it like to date? someone who shares so much of their life online and is so open and so connected to technology. I feel like they would both have really interesting things to say. I so agree. Let's do it. And I think Jonathan would much rather come on with Jordan and you (laughs) than by himself because like I have to drag him to come on the podcast, just him, (laughs) because he's very private and he likes for our relationship to be like very sacred and very private. And clearly I'm the opposite, but he's rubbed off on me. So it's been nice. But anyways, Rachel, since we didn't really talk about like what you do or your blog or anything, tell people where they can find you, how they can reach out to you, how they can talk to you, all that good stuff. Yes, I love that. So my blog is rachelmansfield.com and all of my social channels are Rachel Mansfield as well. It's basically Rachel without the E in it. And I am a recipe developer, food and food stylist and blogger. And I live right outside of Manhattan. And this is my fourth episode on the Soul on Fire podcast. And I'm so excited. And there's going to be so many in 2018 of us. Like I keep getting this flashing thing in my head telling me that you need to be on like once a month and we can continuously update people about 
your hormones, how you're doing, life. We can always have a topic. So actually, if everybody listening has a topic that you would like to hear us talk about together, tell yeah. tell both of us or tell one of us and we can do an episode about it. That would be so fun. I love it. And I also want to plan a couple of yoga retreats this year. That's my other intention or that's really a goal. Yeah. But that can be a part of my yoga intention. Jordan and I were talking about that earlier today. I want to. I, want to. I think that would be amazing. I would literally look forward to it all year. We could try to make it... Oh, wait. You had a conflict in June. Well, we'll try to figure something out. Yeah. Well, we can figure... Yeah, we'll figure it out. June might be able to work because we'll, we'll go to Revitalize together. Yes, we'll go to Revitalize <laughs> together. I'm planning my whole Kauai retreat around being able to go to revitalize so mind body green if you guys are listening that's how much you guys mean to me we yeah. had so much fun last year well maybe we could do it in Kauai. what we'll connect on the next episode. yeah for sure yeah well, well thank you for coming on the episode we'll just say bye to you here <laughs> and i'm not hanging up with you okay. but say bye say bye to the listeners bye thank you for listening talk to you soon xo All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this interview with Rachel. She's so inspiring and I'm so glad that she shared her intentions for the year with us. If you haven't created your intentions yet, you can just feel inspired from what Rachel shared. And you can also head over to my blog, thebalancewand.com and check out my intention setting 101 post that I did. It breaks down all the tips and tricks for how I like to write my intentions for the year. So also thank you to our sponsor for Sigmatic for offering the code BLONDE for 15% off of all of your products. You guys can use that and you'll fall in love with Four Sigmatic. I completely promise you that. And I also wanted to remind you if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, then you can send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Jordan at thebalancedblonde.com and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks document that breaks down all of the top tips and tricks for starting a blog and making it your business and eventually a very flourishing career. So if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, I would love that. And I will send you my blogging document. And otherwise, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Tell a friend, hang out with a friend, spread some love today. I hope that you feel inspired and ready to take on the day or whatever time of day it is where you are. Sending you guys so much love and thank you again for being here. We'll talk soon.